This episode is sponsored by Scottcoin. Scotland's first and only digital currency. It's peer-to-peer, always available, providing users with low to no fees. This is a crypto with a difference operating in the ethical space. The organization responsible for Scotcoin is a community interest company. This means they are dedicated to promoting positive change and a fairer Scotland. They incentivize and stimulate local trading initiatives, keep wealth locally and grow the Scottish economy, encourage and support local businesses and are an advocate for social enterprise and environmental causes. Just to name a few. More about ethical crypto, head over to scottcoin.com. Hi and a warm welcome to Whiskey Sisters, the podcast. I am Jennifer Rose. And I am Inga Larissa. Together we are Whiskey Sisters. We would love you to join our weekly adventures. Come on, let us rock your whiskey world. There'll be lots of news, gossip, bottle releases, and we will be raising our glasses through the tastiest of drams. We'll be hosting expert guests, hitting the road and visiting some of the distilleries near you. And let's not forget dropping in some cheeky whiskey facts. Join our whiskey journey. You're listening to Whiskey Sisters, the podcast. Welcome back, dear listeners. Today we will be featuring Glenallig Distillery and sampling their cask strength 10-year-old as well as release from Signature Vintage Indie Bottler. That's very nice of Yinka, dear listeners. Are you <laughs> feeling, I think it's the approaching Valentine's Day that's got your heart opening. Uh, in Finland, actually, we don't really do the whole Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is all about friendships. Oh, mm. well, I quite like that, actually. Maybe this year it'll be about friendships and our love of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> but as you say, today is all about Glenallachie, but before we reveal our tasting notes and jam and fire, let's stick our noses into the latest whiskey news and keep you up to date. Stick your nose in it. The Artisanal Spirits Company, owner of the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society, has announced that David Ridley is stepping down as Managing Director and Andrew Dane is being appointed as Chief Executive. Dane, the current Finance Director, has been appointed as Chief Executive with immediate effect, charged with driving the next phase of growth. Billy McCarter, formerly Group Financial Controller, has been appointed as Interim Finance Director and the Board has initiated a search process comprising both internal and external candidates to identify a long-term chief financial officer. Revenue for the year is expected to show growth of approximately 20% over the previous years and Scotch Malt Whiskey Society membership grew by approximately 12% with circa 37,000 members at the year end, up from 33,000 at the end of 2021. So it sounds like all is on the up for the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Yeah, you know, actually this explains something because I got a message recently that they, from February, they upping their membership prices at the moment is £65 mm-hmm. and they're going up to 85 Oh, that's a chunky jump. Yeah, exactly. And this explains like what they're now saying. Oh, yeah, they, they are expecting to show growth of 20%. So they're just upping the memberships. When's that happening? Do you remember? Uh, sometime in February, next month. Because I forgot to renew my membership. I'm yeah, going to do it. I'll now. do it before. <laughs> 
<laughs> but if you renew, it's a little bit cheaper anyway, 60 or yeah. something. And then, yeah, they had different price for the renewals, but it's still quite high. And it kind of explains as well if this guy is like the finance director been before us. And whiskey's a luxury part of life, right? It's not, you know, an you know, an everyday thing for everybody. But still in these times of financial hardship and tightening the purse strings for many, it's a bit of a jump. Yeah, I think like it's fine when you can visit if you are in Scotland or these areas where you can visit the venues. But if it's just for, you know, buying the bottles and stuff and I don't know. It's not like super expensive compared to lots of other private members clubs, but still just feels yeah. like a quite a big jump. Uh, so other news, Scotch distiller Glen Scotia has created a limited edition 21-year-old single malt finished in first fill Oloroso sherry cask. The brand is rolling out 2,500 bottles globally containing liquid aged in a combination of refill ex-bourbon barrels and refill American oak hogshead before being finished in Oloroso sherry. On the palate, the non-filtered expression boasts flavors of red apples, raisins, cloves, star anise and cinnamon, while the finish is long with a touch of sea salt. Yum. Mm. And talking about Glen Scotia, the Loch Lomond 10 year old single malt whiskey and the classic single malt and also Glen Scotia Campbelltown Harbour malt whiskey are all now available in 50 Asta stores north of the border and also online. Oh, that's very nice for UK based people that can go to the Asda supermarket chain. Exactly. It's, it's nice to see that more supermarkets are bringing out better quality whiskies rather than just some, you know, crappy stuff. <laughs> Do you know Glen Scotia we've reviewed once on our Jingle Drams episode before Christmas? Mm hmm. But I feel the palpating growth of, you know, excitement within me about Glen Scotia. Oh my God, exactly. I think so too. Even last episode when we were talking about pairing it uh, with haggis and stuff. Yeah. And I just, it was so weird and funky that it really piqued my interest. Uh, I definitely want to try more. And did I tell you when I was at Loch Lomond, I tried the Victoriana, is that the right word for it? The Victoriana yeah. dram of, from Glen Scotia. Oh, so good. But anyway, we'll revisit Glen Scotia hopefully soon. One of the results of the US-fueled 1960s whisky boom, Glenallachie, was built in 1967 by Scottish and Newcastle breweries distilling subsidiary McKinley's. And in 1989, Glenallachie was sold to Campbell Distillers, which later on became part of Pernod Ricard. Glenallachie whisky has only very rarely been seen as a single malt bottling, most notably as part of Chivas Brothers' Cask Strength series. In July 2017, it was announced that Chivas Brothers had agreed to sell Glenallachie to the Glenallachie Distillers Company, making it one of Scotland's few independently owned and managed distilleries. The Glenallachie is now led by industry veteran Billy Walker, who I think just seems super cool, who boasts an astonishing 50-year tenure in whiskey. Nestled at the foot of Ben Rennes, the distillery lies at the heart of the Speyside with a focus on quality over quantity. There are 16 on-site warehouses and two fairly new Dunwich warehouses holding over 50,000 casks, and the team have complete control 
of the end-to-end -end maturation process, giving them the freedom to make decisions for all the right reasons. And the distillery has the capacity to produce 4 million litres of alcohol, although they made the decision to reduce this to around 800,000. By slowing down production, they now have more time for a longer fermentation of 160 hours, whoa, which will contribute to more fruitier new make. And Glen Alecky now, today, are they quite known for their fruity, juicy flavours, aren't they? Yeah. Very deliberate, isn't it? Reducing yeah, exactly. Reducing because of how exacting they want the, you know, the end product to, to be. This style used to be much lighter back in the day, and now it's more fruity, rich, nice, sherry, lovely, goody-goody stuff. And Glen Alecky's first core range of single malts launched in July 2018, and the range featured a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 18-year-old, and 25-year-old, all natural colour, non-filtered, and bottled at minimum of 46% ABV, so I'm just already like loving all this. Yes, correct. <laughs> when they acquired the distillery in October 2017, 17, the new owners were extremely fortunate to obtain a vast amount of aged stock dating as far back as the 1970s. This has allowed them to bring out some great aged statements. The capital A, so in Glen Allachy, they've got a capital A in the Allachy bit. That was also added to the distillery name. In keeping with the changes Walker made to Benreich and Glendronach under his stewardship, he loves a funky capital. I know, <laughs> I know. That's what we were talking about, Stuart, didn't we? That yeah, you know, what's the what's going on? He's like, yeah, boom. He's just gonna boom strong, throwing in those capitals, <laughs> and it has been a great journey so far. For do you think if he met us, he would say, you know, we should change, like we should throw in some more capitals and whiskey <laughs> sisters. <laughs> it's all capitals anyway. I'm talking nonsense. <laughs> We're going full capital. <laughs> yeah, double capital. In February 2021, Billy Walker was inducted into Whiskey Magazine's prestigious Hall of Fame. Inspired by the 100 greatest whiskey figures in history, the Hall of Fame is a permanent tribute to individuals who have made a lasting contribution to the world of whiskies. How long do you think we need to be podcasting that we can make it into the Whiskey <laughs> Hall of Fame? <laughs> Season three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aim high, aim high. Indeed. Keep those delusions flowing. <laughs> yeah. Batch four of the 10-year-old cast strength won the world's best single mall in 2021 World Whiskey Awards, one of the most competitive and prestigious accolades. So that's such a groin slap. Boom, he could have all the capitals he wants. And their visitor centre was crowned Visitor Attraction of the Year for 2022 at the Icons of Whiskey Award, hosted by Whiskey Magazine which makes me think why have we not been yet i was just gonna say the same oh my god let's add this on the list and go to clan alaki next we, yes indeed come on that's uh, something feel there feels disturbance in the force this is all wrong <laughs> i know also a lot happened to clan alaki in 2022 but probably the most exciting thing was the celebration of billy walker's remarkable 50-year spell in the whiskey industry so to mark his landmark anniversary the distillery released the clan alaki past present and future series which we actually mentioned on our news section a while ago. Yeah. Like each bottling representing a key milestone throughout Billy's career. And the last release 
so that was the future edition, was the four-year-old peated single malt. Not only was this the first peated single malt release, like from the distillery ever, yeah, um, but also the first ever distillate produced under Billy's production modifications, which were implemented upon taking ownership of the distillery in 2017. Super special then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, basically it offered a great sneak peek into the distillery's upcoming peated work. And the peated runs now account for 20% of their production. Come so, on. oh my God, we definitely have to go. Like now they're doing peat as well. It's just something for both of us. Definitely. And I think it, you know, has career is so distinguished it would be absolutely amazing to visit sooner rather than later dram on fire the glenallachy cast strength batch eight is a marriage of whiskey from pedro jimenez and oloroso sherry puncheons which is a 500 liter cask made with thin staves of spanish oak along with a small quantity of virgin oak and rioja casks Batch 8 is bottled at natural cask strength of 57.2% without chill filtration or added colour. Whoa, okay, this was a very interesting dram, I have to say. So, I love the higher ABV, the colour, ambery, dark amber autumn leaves. Yeah, it's really stunning, heading, hurtling towards the mahogany tones, but really oh, yeah. deep burnt copper, isn't it? It's very mm -hmm. pretty. Nose, so delicious again this one mm. oh, juicy sherry dried kind of fruit cooked fruit we have this weird kind of sauce thing that we do in finland at christmas with dried fruits and i, I don't really like it but it's kind of smells it smells nice but i don't know what's it like is it like a gravy but with fruit Tell yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of good. I think what is off-putting because it's kind of that kind of dirty water, like brown water color, okay. you know what I mean, from mm -hmm. the dried fruit. But we put it on top of rice porridge, which is similar to rice pudding, but it's not ah. as sweet. So it smells like that, though, like, you know, the nice dried fruit, cooked dried, dried cooked dried fruits <laughs> oh, spit it out. <laughs> um, I found it quite perfumed as well at first. Yeah. And also, you know, those bags of like little snack bags with nuts and dried fruit. So when you have like a handful, yeah. uh, you put a handful in your mouth with nuts and dried fruit at the same time you chew through like them. Bit of cranberry, bit of this, and you get them at the supermarket as a grab a yeah. bag before you go to yeah. the till. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, uh, like some nuts in there. That's kind of what I was getting at the nose. Plenty of cacao, which also made me think of these things in Finland. We call them mokka palat. So mm. it's basically kind of a chocolate cake sponge thing topped with like a uh, coffee and cacao kind of sugar coating so cool i've got chocolate and coffee cake yeah okay so nice hey so nice i can you know i've got similar and i've got kind of raspberry notes maybe not so much like dried fruits but i could definitely get raspberry i thought there was a kind of explosion of aromas you know on first nosing and it gone back to it since with plenty air in it and there seems to be more layers a bit kind of more i don't know i want to say grassy isn't quite right but some kind of like naturey sense as i'm going back into the glass but really i often think in like lovely sherry whiskies of like treacle toffee really soft and creamy delicious so i love yeah. the nose me too it's it's becoming a bit sweeter now that's been in the glass but yeah it's very very nice oh the palate you know when you just get disappointed sometimes when the nose is amazing and then the palate is completely off balance i guess yeah. and this one was just so nice honestly it was so good the mouthfeel was 
amazing, nice, soft kind of mouth coating. Really, there was like thickness to it, I think. Yes. Uh, I was thinking when you have dark chocolate and it coats your mouth, like yes. chocolate can coat your mouth, that kind of similar way. Yeah. And also with the flavors of dark chocolate, I was getting candied orange. There's definitely some spice, that ginger from the Japanese restaurant, some cloves, okay. maybe even cardamom. And it was warming long finish, basically. My goodness, Inca, we're very, we're very much in tasting rapport. My notes are bake well slice, that kind of cherried pastry sweetness. I've also got cloves. I've got dark chocolate. I've got orange oil. You know, if you were to squeeze the the kind of skin of an orange and have that kind of orange oiliness. Mm-hmm. And do you notice, um, I don't know if you've got much of a sample left, Inca, but like the legs or the tears or the pearl necklace whatever you want to call it just like slow speed and yeah. just how quite different from some other whiskies that it kind of appears to be in the glass I thought that was quite striking actually yeah exactly I just finished my sample but I can still see the streaks in my glass and they just holding on to the walls of the the glass yeah it's like super robust but beautiful fine you know aromas and just offering so much on the palate I thought the finish was lovely maybe a kind of like bitter dark chocolate finish coming yeah, through definitely oh my god I loved it absolutely loved it already thinking like what can I order next from Glen <laughs> oh I saw this week actually I don't know if they've been out for a while or just released these tasting packs and I thought I should maybe order us a tasting pack each Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, so good. Let's go. The next one is slightly different because it is 2008 Glen single malt from the Indie Bottler Signature Vintage. It is Glen but it's not in a way. Yes. And it was matured in single first fill sherry butt for 13 years before being bottled in January 2022 as a part of their cask strength collection. And again, I think this one, you can tell it was very similar to the previous one in a way that it was very dark in color. I would say even more dark, like darker amber, almost brown. Do you think? Oh, I think I've got the wrong sample then. Hang on. I think I've got notes of the wrong one. Oh my god. I've I've sampled the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> what which one did you sample? I'm like, she's talking that's like pale yellow. Oh. Edit, edit, cut, cut, cut. That's so funny. Like and the one you had in the glass looked quite light in colour. Well, yes, I'm, <laughs> I must cross, I'll leave the tasting notes from that one there and cross out the name because it was like totally straw and I thought, hmm, I think I'm going to need to break cover. That's the wrong one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that looks a little more like it. <laughs> so I'll give it a nose and you give me your nose and tasting yeah. notes. Yeah. So this one was, yeah, very coffee, cake-like. I was thinking mocha, very similar. But I was also getting those dark cherries in chocolate, I guess in a two ways. Like you can have the cake, you know, the so- chocolate sponge cake with the cherries in the, in the middle. Also the sweets that has kind of the alcoholic, like some sort yes. of pure inside, but it's very cherry, but with the dark chocolate and the crunch. Yeah, really rich aromas, isn't it? My yeah. goodness. I'm so maybe getting like a kind of ginger cake as well, you know, quite mm. strong, like baking Oh, maybe like even that cake. Jamaican cake that you mentioned yes, like a yeah. while ago. That sticky Jamaican ginger cake. But it's still very similar to the previous one, but yeah, maybe a bit richer. Quite potent, isn't it? Yeah, way to take sip. 
<laughs> Blows your mind. Okay. I found it quite drying. It was the palette was different to the other one. Like it's still kind of mouth coating in a way, but like in a different way. It's drier. It's very intense. It's spicy. Yeah. There's a, a spicy maybe in a different way, maybe more black pepper rather than ginger. I was getting dried, I don't know, like something like really like a you know, deep dark fruit, like a dried plum or date or something. Oh, like a medjool date. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Those something like that. Big you know, gooey dates. I very, you know, I find it for me. It's kind of a white pepper spice, really quite mm -hmm. leaving a zing on the tongue. Yes, and then I was thinking for ages, thinking like, what is that? There's something funky in there, and I thought salami, like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like daily meat of some kind. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like that kind of thin one, like a, you know, chorizo style, but not chorizo, more salami, maybe with some fennel inside, but it's kind of oily, salty, like savory, but maybe with some spice, like pepper. Sometimes they put peppercorns in them in Italy. Do you know what I can really, as I'm, it's quite interesting hearing your notes as I'm tasting that. Remember we went to that beautiful outside bougie place in Italy when I was over in the summer and yeah. there was this fancy charcuterie board and it had all these funky meats and you had some like sweet pickles and stuff and like the big greens of black pepper. You can mm. get that in this. You're right. Quite funky. Like I think it's the savouriness of the meat. But I've also still got the kind of Jamaican ginger cake again on the palate, that kind of sticky, spongy sweetness, not an overbearing candied sugary sweetness. But it's still dry. Like the mouthfeel is completely different. And it's definitely richer than the previous one. I forgot to say, this one is actually 62.9% ABV, so it's a little bit stronger Ooh. than the previous one. It's clear that it's Glenalki based on the previous sample, and I, I I am enjoying it. Me too. Oh, God. When I just, yeah, when I was sampling this earlier, I just got super excited. I'm like, oh my God, I found like a new favorite distillery. Yeah. Is this love that we're <laughs> feeling? Is this the love, Billy Walker, that we <laughs> Searching for. See, it's the Valentine's vibes got me already. Oh my god! Yeah, that's brilliant. Whiskey, we love you. Do you know oh, what? Billy what? Walker is going to be our new obsession over. Dr. Yes, so Dr. you, Doctor Bill. So you, you've not replied. You're ghosting us, Doctor Bill. He's totally ghosting us. <laughs> We've been excited to try some Glenallochy for a while. It's been on our radar for a while. It's just we've had kind of other things planned, but I'm so glad we're diving in now. And don't you think just this is so cool, like it says on the box as well, from the Valley of the Rocks, Glenallochy, from the Gaelic Glen... I don't think that's how you say it. But whatever the Gaelic word is, it means Valley of the Rocks. Yeah, actually, this one actually tastes like kind of salty rock, you know, like yeah. on the beach, kind of salty rock, kind of mm -hmm. mineral almost. Yeah, minerally. I tell you something, part of me is really sad because we only had a sample that we shared and part of me is like, oh, well, maybe it's just as well because I would want so much more of this and at 62.9, I think I would be super tipsy. But I actually am sad we don't have more. I know. But at least you got a whole bottle of the previous one. Oh, I will definitely invest in some Planalaki as my next whiskey purchase for sure. Drums on fire. Yeah. Oh, actually, I'm going to a whiskey festival in Florence next month. So hopefully they... 
there will be Glenalaki. So I could try some different wines and like see yeah. if it's all, is it just one hit wonder? Or will you it? be a big fan of their other releases? Mm-hmm. And you know, please let us know your thoughts on Glenallachy, Um, If there are any you're keen to try or if you're a fan of any of the releases that you have. Yeah. Thing we would like to know. Or if you tried the new peated one, the future one. Oh, I'd like to know about that as well. Definitely. We'll need to get some of that and see, because that's quite exciting, just as we'd said earlier, isn't it? With it being under his production and yeah, being the first. Whiskey fact or whiskey fiction? Today's Whiskey Sisters Whiskey Fact is slightly different. We're just going to do one fact each, multiple choice, you know. What? Multiple choice, Inca. What did I say? Multiple. Do you see what I did there? Malt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> multiple. Oh. We're doing a multiple choice today. <laughs> yes. So do you want me to start? Go for it. Basically, pretty much all the lowland malts, single malts, were triple distilled back in the day. Only Beep Distillery uses the technique for all of its production. Ooh. Is it Glenkinchi, Ochentoschen, or Platnoch? Oh, I don't know. So I'm going to hazard, I guess, at B Ochentoschen. Yay, that's right. All the Ochentoschen whiskies are triple distilled, and obviously, like, Glasgow Distillery has a whiskey on the you know classic range, which is triple distilled, but it's not all the production. So yes, oh, I think I think I've maybe heard that during a you know a pub chat somewhere, and it's infiltrated into the grey matter. Cool, hmm. Anka. Okay. So we mentioned earlier in this episode, global brand ambassador Stuart Buchanan that we've had on the podcast that gave us some amazing stories actually relating to Billy Walker when he was on the podcast. So my multiple choice relates to him. He recently featured in an article in The Gentleman's Journal and it was about nosing and tasting whiskey. In his section... Pour it and let it breathe. He gave the following advice. Let it breathe for a minimum of five minutes or let it breathe for one minute per year. Or let it breathe indoors, however, away from strong aromas such as garlic, brewing coffee, (laughs) cigarette or cigar smoke. (laughs) What? Oh my god, that's so funny. Well, <laughs> I actually I haven't read that article yet. I know you sent it to me. I haven't done my homework. Well, like that's really funny. I would think uh, he probably said away from all that stuff because that's what you do. But then one year, one minute, but there's no way you would let it breathe for like. <laughs> no, I say that this the last one. <laughs> the last funny. one. <laughs> Sorry, Inca, that was a whiskey fiction, not whiskey fact. The correct answer One minute is, yeah. That's so he, weird. What? So, so he gives um, some amazing tips in this article in the Gentleman's Journal. And he says... I could see Stuart saying like, yes, you know, don't smoke your cigarette near your whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> don't drop the garlic next to it. Okay, hang on, hang on. 
Okay. He says, there are no hard and fast rules about pouring. For a 12-year-old, oh, that's the whiskey he's talking about, I would happily pour it and immediately start to taste. But for a 15 or 18-year-old, I would perhaps pour that out 15 minutes prior to tasting. And then at the end, he summarizes, so if you can resist drinking it immediately, people occasionally say you should wait a minute per year. That's interesting. Like, personally, I think I like the contrast between the you know, when you just pour it in a glass and it's only been there for like 20 seconds mm -hmm. and you're, you're smelling it. Because then you can, while it like evolves throughout the tasting session, then you can be like now, like when we do these sessions, I normally try the whiskey beforehand. Yeah. But I always leave a little bit in my glass when I can so I can then go back to it while we do these tasting notes. And it, it does evolve and I like that contrast. Yeah, I agree. And I followed your lead on that. And I really like the experience of doing that. I haven't opened my bottle of Glendronach Parliament, which is 21 year old, but there's no way I'm going to have the, you know, <laughs> the commitment to not drink any for 21 minutes. You need two different whiskey glasses. <laughs> one to like, inhale instantly and then one to go back to in like 20 minutes. Awesome. So can I just point out that I won? today yeah <laughs> <laughs> just in the just in the nature of good sportsmanship and can we just have that written yes. down somewhere on record jennifer you're the winner <laughs> congratulations you're happy with yourself now huh? very this episode was sponsored by scotcoin scotland's first and only digital currency to see how you can get involved, head over to their website, scottcoin.com, or go to their Instagram at scottcoin underscore official. You've been listening to the Whiskey Sisters podcast. So thank you for all the dear listeners, old and new. <laughs> if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple or five-star review on Spotify. Anything below, don't bother. Yes. Somebody gave us a two-star review early in our podcasting yeah. career and we're still catching up. That was so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I really want to know who it was. Sabotage. <laughs> but no we really do appreciate it thank you so much and there has been some super lovely reviews we will love you till the end of time next week we will be diving into the histories and stories of prohibition and dram on fire will feature some of our favorite whiskey and snack pairings yum yum while you wait you can catch up on previous episodes or give us a follow on instagram at whiskeysisters.podcast Twitter at Whiskey Sisters and Facebook at Whiskey Sisters Podcast. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Inca. May your class be full. And your dram on fire. Whiskey Sisters.